Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. You can join the show by dialing in here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And here in the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Matt. All right. There's lots to discuss. In fact, uh, this ISIS, there's apparently ISIS is back in the news. I mean, I, I haven't heard ISIS in the news for years. You know, it's weird. I, they, they're, they're calling them IS now for hmm. some reason. I've Uh-oh. seen that over and over again. Why were they? What, what's Islamic with the name state? Mm-hmm. It was Islamic like- State. Yeah, that must be it. Hmm. I forget what the other IS was supposed to yeah, stand for. <laughs> I can't remember now. Islamic State. <laughs> but uh these guys were like the big bads in the middle east for a long time after the taliban right, right. so like the the story if i recall correctly was the you know the bush bush the second went into afghanistan and iraq and destroyed the status quo there took the taliban out of uh, power and the taliban were um holding down some of the worst characters and so getting rid of the Taliban from power allowed the worst characters to rise to the top. Yeah, they just screwed the jar off the top and let all the scumbags out, basically. Yeah, and so, uh, and they formed ISIS. The the bad, the worst baddies formed mm-hmm. ISIS. And then ISIS became the big boogeyman over there. And I remember there was some number of years where on Free Talk Live, we were actually playing the videos of the beheadings and such and talking about them because you could not the beheadings that the federal government was allowing well no i wouldn't i mean whether they were allowing them or not stabilized yeah they were happening or staging i saw a few Hmm. interesting photos of uh, what looked like a a sound stage they were surprisingly well Hmm. produced these videos like very very high production quality camera work is good well cut well edited it was like almost like hollywood kind of level production on some Mm. of these videos well also our military well the government's military the u.s government's military was beheading people or torturing people like under cloaks and electrocuting them and stuff so it's hard to be exactly sure who you're talking about when you're saying baddies doing beheadings it really just sounds like terrorists and terrorists fighting each other Oh, definitely. I mean, it, as long as you're willing to describe the government gang as terrorists. I am willing. And I think that is an accurate term. All you have to do is look up the definition of terrorism, and you'll find that it basically, I don't have it in front of me, but basically it means the use of violence or the threat of violence in order to achieve a political ends. I mean, that's what they did at our house on March 16th, 2021. That's all they ever do. Yep. That's their only remember, job. The, the threat of violence. That, what you're talking about at our house was actual use of violence. Uh, you're talking about the Crypto 6 raids last year. That was actual violence. That was actual destruction of yep. property. Uh, but they also have the threat of violence. And that's usually enough, right? Usually the threat of violence is enough to get people to file taxes. It's enough to get people to obey business uh, regulations and yep. things like that. But it is terrorism because people understand that at some level, men with guns are going to show up. 100%. And they are going to ruin your life it's the only reason that anyone pays any taxes hmm. there are some true believers there's a handful of them out there that do you just... think it's because they want to or because they're do you think if if the if the irs ceased to exist tomorrow mm-hmm. and all the irs's cops had to go get real jobs do you hmm. think those true believers would continue to pay hmm. the level because most of the people that i've seen who are all about 
I'm American and I pay my taxes gladly. I yeah. don't know what your problem is. I find them all to be upper middle class dirtballs. Well, the ones that I've encountered are definitely like leftist people. Yeah. And for sure. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. I'm just going to go ahead and say there's probably somebody out there who would voluntarily cut a check to the federal maybe. government. Maybe. You know, I might even, if they made it voluntary, I might I even be willing to. I Not might if they're killing them. people. I, I might send them five bucks just as like a, a token gesture. If they That's made not it enough to kill anybody. It. They spend thousands of dollars on a toilet seat or whatever. <laughs> you know, a $100,000 pack of pencils, you know, five bucks isn't going to get them very far to killing people. So $100,000 pizza party. So to go back yeah. to uh, to ISIS, they were the big bad for uh, for a number of years under Obama. I think it was primarily mm-hmm. under Obama. And we covered, you know, how horrific some of these, I mean, these killings were absolutely disgusting. And some people said, oh, no, those are fake. And maybe there were some that, that were. Of course, it's very, very hard to tell. But some of it, there's no there's no way it was fake. Some of those videos were very, very real and very disturbing and disgusting. I don't watch any of them. Me and either. Why would, I was just going to ask, why would you watch them? Because we weren't, they, they didn't want us to. Because the mainstream media would not cover it. The the mainstream media would only say that the video existed. Well, yeah, because they're not going to play it on Fox News at But they wouldn't link to it. And you had to really look. You had to it's horrible really for people to see things like that. I agree with you. It is absolutely horrible to, uh, to see things like that. So why do it to yourself? Because I wanted to see what it was. I wanted to see if it was real. I you don't wanted think to they see- could fake that stuff? You don't think that could be pure Hollywood production? Like I said, there were some theories that suggested that they were fake. And uh, there were a couple of instances where I thought, okay, well, there was one in particular where they kept cutting away, which was unusual. Like, the, you know, like the, the knife blade would go up to the person's throat and they'd cut away. And then you'd see like the aftermath of it. Which uh, was cut uh, away with the camera? Yeah, the editing would, would cut away. The camera wouldn't pan away, but the, the edit, there would mm, be a cut there, that's weird. is what it's, what it's called. So they, they purposefully weren't showing the, the gore in that particular video. But others were very graphic, and there's like no doubt in, in my mind that those were absolutely real. Um, you one could of be them, making a, a, a faker really proud right now. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of them was uh, like a whole crew of airmen or something like that that were all... Um, their heads were severed at the exact same time it was quite a quite a display there was another one where a guy was set on fire inside like a cage Ouch. Uh, and that was pretty brutal and i mean some of it i did look away when when it came to actually like watching it quote unquote but i wanted to see what they didn't want us to see so i could judge for myself i wasn't just going to rely on the mainstream media deciding oh this is a you know a real thing this is here's what we saw i didn't want to just rely on somebody else's opinion in the same way that i don't want to rely on the mainstream media covering COVID, or i don't want to rely on the mainstream media covering the uh, the trucker convoy in uh, in canada right now i wanted to rely on myself and since no one was actually uh, linking to these videos i wanted to play it and listen to what they were saying did you play them on the air yeah we played the actual um videos on the air some of them had um english right so they had uh there was this guy that they had what was his name john somebody they had captured this photojournalist at one point and he's never turned up dead since then at least not the, the last time i looked him up i 
for a while I could remember what his name was. And I can, I'm sure I'll look for it and I'll pull it up again. But they captured this photojournalist and they turned him into their spokesman. And it was really interesting because they would like, initially they had him behind a desk and in an orange jumpsuit and he would just kind of give the propaganda from their side of things. I kind of remember that. Yeah. And then they actually, they actually like let him out into the streets with a camera crew and he'd tour, walk you around and tour you around of like these bombed out husks of buildings and just kind of explain, you know, from their propaganda, their perspective, what things were like there on the ground. It was absolutely fascinating. And it was stuff that you could not find in the mainstream media. Mainstream media would only mention that these videos existed. But you could never actually, they would never link it's to censorship. Them. Yeah. So you had to, you had to, we had to look and look and look. We had to go to like obscure, crazy, you know, weird websites to finally uncover some of these videos. And then ISIS just kind of went completely off the radar. And now that, all of a sudden they're in the news again. I think that they could fake a video like that even because remember like in what? 20, uh, I don't know, 2018 when we were going to go to war with Syria possibly and they mm-hmm. were saying they're uh, bombing their own people with gas. And they came out with videos of people. Those were, those came out to be fake. Russia showed that those were fake. Mm. Which video were you saying was fake? It was fake? like people walking down a whole city. Like you would think that this would have had to have been filmed in Hollywood. Mm. There was like a whole bunch of gas everywhere and people dying and babies crying on the ground dying and things like that. There's more coming up. If you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Talk live. Phones are open if you want to join us. I uh, did look up, by the way, the name of the journalist that I could not recall. John Cantley is his name. Spelled, Spelled how? C A N T L I E, like can't lie. That Interestingly named. I, oh, I know tons of people with that last name. <laughs> Interestingly named for a man who uh, ultimately ended up as, you know, not at his own choice. <laughs> Being the uh, the the premier English speaking propaganda piece for ISIS, so we can come back to that discussion because apparently ISIS is back in the news, and both of you guys independently decided you know you guys both wanted to talk about this story, so we're going to get into that. Uh, but uh, first, want to tell you about give.freetalklive.com. That'll take you over to the Give Directly website, which is a website that allows you to. Use Give Directly, the first nonprofit that allows you to give to people living in extreme poverty. They give these people cash, or what they call mobile money, which is the equivalent of cash over in Africa. Right now, Bamet, Khalifa counties in Kenya, we're raising money for people that are in dire need. They're extreme poverty. We're talking about people that have to walk for miles just to get water that they can actually drink. Uh, Give Directly has given over $400 million to over a million people in the last decade. So these people are helping folks with major positive changes like access to employment, nutrition, health, and education. And it lets the individual invest in what they need rather than allowing other people to decide for them. So if you support that and you want to give, uh, please go to give.freetalklive.com. We will match your donations up to $30,000 in total. That's give.freetalklive.com. Uh, so Ian, Bonnie, and Matt in the studio here tonight. John Cantley uh, was the, the the man's name. And just a quick update, the latest, nothing has changed apparently. We mentioned him a few years ago on the show, again, when the discussion for whatever reason came up. And 
always think about John Cantley because he was just such a familiar face when it comes to what was happening there almost a decade ago. It's now been, um, I think it was 2012 when he was taken captive over there. And what is the the most recent story you've been able to find about him? Uh, In 2019, there was an article in GQ magazine, which is a very detailed article about his kind of history in doing journalism over there and getting captured ultimately. And as the uh, person who wrote that story did an update actually just published yesterday, uh, according to that guy, he says, All the evidence, as my GQ piece argued in 2019, suggests that Cantley died during the assault on the Islamic State in Mosul in northern Iraq in late 2016 or early 2017, possibly as a result of a coalition airstrike. By who? Like The coalition. Who's that? The U.S., the, the British, good guys. the Canadians. Uh, but the British government has argued as recently as 2019 that he may be alive. So there's no proof. They don't have a body. And if he, if he died in airstrikes, he's probably not going to, you know, he's not going to find one. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's not what you guys wanted to, to talk about tonight. Just uh, any discussion of ISIS and the sort of the history of it. And inevitably is going to lead to uh, John Cantley because he was just such a, a visible character in all of that. And uh, the videos that he made, you know, that they made with him were were very, very interesting. And you would not hear them played on, on mainstream media. And so, you know, we get the government's propaganda here. I wanted to hear what the propaganda was from ISIS. It's well, only fair. You yeah. Know, yeah, we don't get other countries' propaganda that they send only to their countries. And it doesn't make me want to go watch their propaganda. Propaganda. Well, actually, you can get that. Well, uh, yeah, if you want, you can, you can, now. You can go RT. on satellite radio and RT, but mm-hmm. I, I doesn't, I, um, it doesn't make I, me trust it anymore. I don't like any. That doesn't mean you propaganda. have to trust it. You know, it I just means you take different make me sources. Want to go watch it either or watch pe- them kill people. You know, one thing. Uh, one thing. I uh, even as a, a young young person, I was really uh, oftentimes suspicious of. I think it was one of the first things that really made me suspicious of government is like they always showed pictures of. Adolf Hitler throwing up his hands and screaming and or whatever you say, mm-hmm. but it's in German and you never found a translation for it. You know, mm-hmm. all we were told is that he hates Jews and killed a whole bunch of them, blah, blah, blah. And that's bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, OK, that is bad. So but what did he say? And I could never really find any trans nowadays with the Internet. You can. Right. And they would show you pictures of Pol Pot, like, smoking a cigarette in the jungle, and he was all bad. And then it was Osama bin Laden, you know, crouching down, shooting an AK-47 in the desert, and he's bad. And right, but if I, you actually listen to what Osama bin Laden says... That is that has never been made extremely available. No, and you there's really a reason for it. Take, yeah. The reason is Why because he calls I, out the American government as a bunch of hypocrites... And actually speak some real, like, truth. What about Uncle Ted? We're told Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, was uh, was this crazy wacko that was sending bombs to people. Well enough, but he wrote a manifesto. Mm-hmm. Be afraid of anyone who writes a manifesto. But who's read it? Go back and read that manifesto these mm-hmm. days. Whoa. Crystal ball. But the all the man- people you guys are mentioning, they all also use violence against people. I just... Would rather ignore all governments and Ted Kaczynski's. Sure. I, yeah, no I, doubt. I think yeah, everybody's on the same page with that. I totally agree with that. Well said, actually. But if you read the, the Unabomber Manifesto, which we were all so, like, we were told, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Don't even don't even look at it. You know, they printed it in the New York Times. But it was it, pretty freedom-oriented, wasn't it? I have not read it, it personally, it but I've was, heard clips. And it was, there was a lot clips. of warning in, to, in it as, you know, about 
like he said, he had a crystal ball. Like mm-hmm. if you read what he said was going to happen, it's basically every word of it mm-hmm. has already happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, Bonnie, I, I wouldn't blame someone for wanting to avoid all government related things entirely. That's what the average person does. And they stick with their own life and they, they focus on their life and they they take care of their kids and mm-hmm. they, you know, they go to work and they get the bills paid and they, you know, watch their favorite television shows when they get home and yeah, they crack I'm, open I'm a beer. I'm not the average person. The average fine. person does that and then goes, all right, the federal government's bombing the bad guys. I got it. And without paying mm-hmm. attention, I just would rather not support any of them. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not saying it's it's not support to get the other side's opinion. Yeah. And I don't think it's enough to be anti-war. I think you have to go further and try to understand the conflict. Like, mm-hmm. what is that guy's problem? And I'm not saying that to be offensive. I'm saying that because I want to understand that guy's problem. Right. Like, what is he on about? What's his big deal? I wish yeah. it was easier to talk to just, like, the people of the whole country. Like, I want to know what the Russians on the ground are thinking, but how would I do that? You mean uh, over or in the, the Ukraine or the Ukrainian situation? Right now. Well, you saw like, so there was, like, a Ukrainian uh, YouTube channel that you found. Yeah, so they're... I've been watching, like, real-life Ukrainians, but they don't talk about that they stuff. They don't talk about the issues. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it is important, in my opinion, if you're going to be on the radio and you're going to be talking about these issues, to seek out the other side of it. And at the very least, see what they have to say. So, anyway, what's the latest, you guys? Both of y'all brought this ISIS story in. Why are they back in the news? What does Joe Biden have to do with ISIS now? So, I only brought this up for you, and, I, and I'm going to sound like you know you're going to you guys going to see a, a pattern developing with me as far as how much I believe things are actually happening, whether it's beheadings in the Middle East or you know, I think it's I think 99 of it's Hollywood Hollywood made propaganda. But on CNN politics, I found a. I found a, a story from today. Um, tense moments in situation room as Biden oversaw raid on ISIS leader that was months in the making. Mm. Joe Biden can't oversee his own bathroom breaks. <laughs> there are rumors that he wears a diaper. I would imagine he does. So, like, how true is what we're reading at all? Well, I want to know more about it. Where was this raid? Was it in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria? Where are these guys based out of now? What's the detail? Uh, you know, are they once again uh, whipping up ISIS as a, as the new old boogeyman? So definitely want to get the details on it. And your calls and thoughts are welcome. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. You can bring up anything you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Matt. By the way, I want to say thank you to Jonathan. He is a supporter of the Free Talk Live AMPS Patreon. Jonathan is uh, silver level, which means he's contributing... At least five bucks a month to AMPS, which you can do over at amps.freetalklive.com. They'll take you right to our Patreon. 
now with over 70 people supporting it. So thank you to the dozens who've made the switch because we used to have the thing called the AMP program. But unfortunately, our credit card provider decided they didn't want to do business with us anymore after more than a decade of no issues whatsoever. All of a sudden, they canceled our account. And maybe the FBI had something to do with that. Oh, the long know. arm and the law things sticking that, its hand in the wrong yeah, cookie jars. Things that make you go, hmm. Well, anyway, we had to blow up the website as well at the same time because there was some technical issues. And so the old AMP program is gone. Um, but some people haven't made the switch yet just because they had PayPal subscriptions and those kind of just keep running until you cancel them. So appreciate the continued support from those numbers of people. But uh, it would be great if you guys could make the switch over to Patreon when you get the chance. You get the extra perks. You'd like access to the AMP-only uh the amp only archives which don't have the usual commercials that our normal podcast does that's being served up through patreon so that's one of the things that you can't get anywhere else so go to amps.freetalklive.com and do like jonathan did and sign up for as little as five bucks a month amps.freetalklive.com all right so you guys both saw something in the news about isis apparently there was some sort of a, a strike that Biden was overseeing on the whatever the current ISIS supposed leader is. Of course, you know, they take one down and another another one pops yeah. up right in his place. Probably planned. Yeah. But what is going on? What do we need to know? Well, it was in Syria and it okay. was some, you know, some I, I can't even say the names, but it's some hoop jack that's in charge of <laughs> ISIS or whatever, who knows who he right. is. And uh Is he dead? He's dead. Okay. Uh apparently uh the house is in a shambles. It's a big cube shaped, you know. Because they always make a point of killing these guys rather than capturing them so yeah, they can actually speak out. Right. <laughs> but apparently the special forces, they sent in special forces instead of an airstrike mm. because that was going to prevent major damage in case there were women and children around. So instead, they sent in special forces. And, Since when do they care about that? Right. Well, <laughs> I think like a dozen women and children were killed anyway. Oh. But, yeah. uh well, I'm sure they all look the same to the special forces. Yeah. Well, if, if and you know, we're supposed to feel sorry because there was the sight of a special forces helicopter having mechanical troubles on the ground, and as the house exploded from the inside. So what they're saying is the guy, the the guy they were pursuing, blew did himself a suicide up. thing and blew up the place. Hmm. And they were so excited to see you know tons of women and children running out of the the main floor of the building unscathed and into the the safe arms of the special forces people, oh. you know, it's all about her, heroism and so forth mm-hmm. and you know and uh <laughs> cnn go uh makes it a point to say that our president in the situation room jacketless looking on <laughs> oh my like, god oh, jacketless i'm like oh my god come on <laughs> my goodness. come on the guy like he literally just took a dump in his drawers you know <laughs> minutes ago he can't, he can't control. He needs to air out. They're trying it's to not, make it look like he's, you know, all serious about this. This is not. Joe control. Biden has got to be one of the biggest cowards that the United States has ever, sure, ever produced. He's, well, I mean, politicians, by their definition, are, tend to be cowards. absolute cowards. Yeah, those FBI guys, absolute cowards. You know, they brought thirty of them, at least, 30, at least, cowards, unbelievable, low life cowards. And they run the show, folks. They run your life, and you pay them. 
Okay, so there was a raid on this guy. Biden was overseeing uh, it. it. What do we need to know about this? Like, what's why is this in the news? Uh, is it just to pump up Biden as this you know great well, leader against ISIS? You now? know, see, and I'm going to read you the paragraph right mm-hmm. here. Uh, this is the paragraph I was just talking about, and you tell me it almost sounds so on display that it seems like they're almost taking a shot at Biden in a way. Like, hmm. like after those, uh, they talking about the, the missions from uh, Donald Trump and, you know, Obama before him and so forth. Like after those missions, White House cap- the White House has capitalized on the moment. They quickly released a photograph of a jacketless president in the Situation Room staring intently ahead as the raid unfolded. Biden emerged mid-morning to deliver a brief statement about the mission from the White House Roosevelt Room. This operation is a testament to America's reaching capability to take out terrorist threats no matter where they try to hide anywhere in the world. Oh, you know he didn't say it like that. It was more rambling than that. He said, using a, use, issuing a message to terrorists, terrorists who are still at large, we will come after you and find you. So, Typical tough talk. He's so brave. And I doubt he said that because he can't think. He didn't write it. There's Somebody no else wrote it There's for no him. Way. It's, it's no your way. standard tough talk government line of we're going to go get the terrorists. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the war on terror is still going yep. after two whole decades yes. now. I never thought it would be. I mean, I remember playing Counter-Strike 1 and having mm-hmm. my my uh, the acronym for the war against terror as my uh, player name. Twat. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and, and that was, you know... Counter-Strike, the original Counter-Strike in Team Fortress. Wow. So that was a long time ago. And yeah. here I am playing Damn. the best of the best, uh, you know, Call of Duty, and we're still we're still Same having, old, same old. Can we keep our wars to the to the, the video games, please? Yeah, that'd be uh, nice. Okay, but, uh, I mean, was there anything else said about this that we uh, should know? I don't think Like, are they this. trying to pump up ISIS as... Ooh, they're taking over Syria, or like you know. Normally, we we're we're told to worry because ISIS is know, spreading, and then the U.S. military needs to go in and needs to stop the spread. Yeah, I really can't tell. It's like I'm not sure. What... Two weeks to stop ISIS spreading. <laughs> Two. <laughs> we'll just social distance ISIS, and which is true. That'll work if you just stay away from them. They'll go away. Well, certainly they wouldn't be a problem for the United nah. States if they would just pull the United States troops out and bring them home. They'd That's probably right. be a lot less of a problem. From the, um, they wouldn't have grown so much in the last 20 years if we just stayed out of it to begin with. I'm sure Absolutely. we've given them plenty of weapons. Well, that's that's definitely true. Uh, I mean, because remember, the Taliban picked up like billions of dollars worth of weapons oh, right? yeah. when the U.S. left Afghanistan. Yeah. And you better believe some of that's going to make its way to ISIS. Yeah, there's guys, uh, you know, Taliban fighters standing around in the latest, you know, multi-cam Top gear. Yeah, yeah, all cry precision. And, yeah. you know. They got helicopters, man. They got helicopters out of that deal. Yeah, the good stuff. That's why I was uh, saying that earlier about you watching the video and me saying that I wouldn't want to watch any propaganda from any government. I just think that they're all working together. Pretty sure Russia's not really against Biden. They're just together working to create wars that are eternal. That's how they make money. Well, I mean, certainly it does benefit them to have wars as far as their their buddies uh, benefit, as far as the military-industrial complex. Yeah, war is the health of the state. But at the same time, the people who seek power 
I don't buy that they all like each other but or that they think, all get along or right. are working together. I they, don't think it's like Joe Biden and Putin that's actually in charge. Those are the puppets. Mm-hmm. The people behind the scenes are actually together. None of No one can just rule the whole world. They just have their own little sections and they have continuous wars because it makes each country money. Government money. Mm-hmm. Well, the government can uh, print money so they don't have to... They don't make money off of the wars. They print money and then their buddies in the industry get that money. So their friends are are making money. And I see what you're saying about, you know, whoever it is that's pulling the strings behind the scenes. But again, I just don't buy just out of human nature being so competitive. I just don't buy that they're all working together or that they all like each other or that they all get along. It it doesn't it doesn't jibe with uh, the way, you know, humans are. So there's probably some there's probably some Rothschild types in Europe and then there's the equivalent of the Rothschild types, like the ultra elites, you know, puppet master types that are in Asia. And there's probably those types of people in Africa. And, you know, there's probably different groups of them that do have disagreements and, you know, fights between one another. Whether it's, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, we don't know. I guess there's no way that to know. Hidden. But one thing we do know is that the wars keep going and there's they're not going anywhere towards peace on no. purpose. Yeah, no, right. mafias don't do that. that That's you know, true. These are just mafias. Exactly. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, whether you want to comment on ISIS, or we're going to get into an update from last week with those gun accessories. Free Talk Live phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. A huge block of gold showed up at Central Park. We're talking about like $11 million worth of gold. 400 pounds of gold. That's nuts. And it's an art exhibit. What? We'll tell you about that on the way. That's coming up tonight. Uh, Ian, Bonnie, and Matt are in the studio here. And again, the number is 603-283-6160. But we're also going to talk about a different kind of art. And Matt, you've got a story about that. But first, I want to let you know about news.bitcoin.com. You want the latest news headlines about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and cryptocurrency in general, get on over to news.bitcoin.com. You will find them there every single day, updated very, very informative website. Lots of good info. Check it out at news.bitcoin.com. If you're brand new to crypto, however, get over to bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page, and you can learn the basics about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash over at bitcoin.com. Just click Get Started. So, Matt, last week, you had an interesting story about these lightning links, and I want you to Redescribe for our listeners who might not have been listening at that time, what is a lightning link? Okay, so what we were talking about last week was actually forced reset triggers. Forced reset triggers, uh, the ATF, uh, a forced reset trigger is a trigger you can get for an AR-15 that basically forces your finger forward. So unlike a fully automatic weapon, which is a heavily controlled uh, object by the federal government, um, a fully automatic weapon, you pull the trigger and hold it and it keeps shooting. Uh, right. With a forced reset trigger, it's not doing that. You pull the trigger, 
and the for and the trigger forces your trigger finger forward, and then you're pulling on it still, so it acts a little bit differently. It's uh, what would be called we refer to that as a bump fire. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do the same thing by you know hooking your thumb through your belt loop with the in front of the trigger and just let the recoil bump the uh, bump the trigger on and off, on and off. On it's and not off. very accurate to, to fire no, that way. Wait, I'm confused. Your belt loop, so you would have your finger through your belt loop yeah, and so you, you pulling take your, your gun? You, you hold your gun at your side, you take your thumb and you stick it through the trigger guard and hook your belt loop on the other side and then you pull the gun forward and it goes bang, 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 bang. Mm. Like your thumb, the back of your thumb bounces off the but trigger. But then you're shooting very wrong, like not up to totally, Exactly. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it, you're just spraying bullets. It's spraying um, bullets. It's goofing off. It's making, you know, fast noise and it's yeah. fun. It's you sound, don't even need to use a belt loop. You can just pull the gun forward yeah. and keep your fingers steady. If you're good steady. enough at it, you can do it. There's yeah. another thing mm. they banned, these things called bump stocks that serve the same exact purpose. Now there's this thing called a forced reset trigger. There's a couple companies that make mm-hmm. them. The one that invented it, I believe, is Rare Breed. Uh, it's called Rare Breed Triggers. And they're not cheap. They're like 400 500 bucks. Just, just a trigger. piece of metal. Yeah, just for the trigger. So Nuts. Um, I mean, I buy expensive triggers for my AR-15s. I buy Geisley's, and they're you know, $230. But they're real semi-automatic triggers. They're great triggers. Uh, these things are... There, it's a forced reset trigger, so it's keeping you in semi-auto, but it's forcing your finger forward as mm-hmm. you're pulling against it, so it resets itself and it shoots at a full auto rate, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's technically still a semi-automatic firearm. It's a workaround. There's nothing illegal. It's a workaround. Mm-hmm. But the news last week was that the ATF was going to go ahead and They're raid, going after people. And uh, you wanted me last week to report to us this week whether or not any raids had actually occurred. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, oh, wow. uh, there's a large online. Uh, weapons uh, accessories dealer called uh, uh, Big Daddy Unlimited. And Big Daddy Unlimited had $6,000 worth of uh, forced reset triggers confiscated this mm-hmm. week. So that, Is that just, do they just have one location, like one warehouse? Well, yeah, I think they just have the one warehouse. So $6,000 is only like 10 of them. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's probably what the, the inventory that they had on hand, yeah. right? Wow. So um, Were they arrested or just confiscated? They no, were did, confiscated. Okay, just, so no they, charges no, yet? No, Big Daddy Unlimited limit, is like a Walmart of gun mm-hmm. stuff, so it's a giant business. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, you're just going to go start making arrests on people. Um, and they were obviously going to immediately comply and be very dutiful in their compliance. Uh-huh. And so, Because, you know, once the word's on the street from the ATF, you can't just go sending those things to the mail and keep them on the website, add to cart, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So that'd be, that would be weird. So, uh, I mean, it would be great, but it would be not what most people would do who are in the business of selling firearms. Licenses tend mm-hmm. to get pulled and things like that when, you know, when you do that kind of thing against the uh, your masters. So, uh, but I also talked last week about how there used to be also these things called lightning links. And a lightning link was a little block of metal and, a, you know, or, or, a, or a strap of, you know, the best way to describe it would be like somewhere between a paperclip and a, and a pop top from a soda can. Um, and it would basically force reset the um the sear and in inside the ar-15 when you're shooting it making it legitimately full auto so you could just keep your finger pulled back on the Mm -hmm. trigger and it would stay pulled back not push forward on you and you would have a full auto weapon those were sold in magazines for i don't know 18 dollars back in the day you could order you know there's a little stamped out pieces of metal and uh, what happened was they banned those, and they declared made it into a felony, right? Yeah, well, yeah, they banned them, and they they actually declared the the lightning link itself a machine gun. It's insane. <clears throat> so you know, imagine someone declaring a paperclip a machine gun. 
or a bent up coat hanger, a machine gun. You know, it's just crazy. It can make a gun semi-automatic, like you said, but it's not a machine gun. It's not a gun. How right. can they say It takes a semi-automatic and makes it fire like an automatic. And do a fully oh, automatic. automatic. Yeah, right. The other way around. But uh, but yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's ridiculous. It's not a gun. Um, in New York State, they consider any magazine over 10 rounds to be a gun, an assault weapon. That's basically. just misusing uh, the English language. They, uh, well, yeah. That's, well, it's not it's not English once it's in the legalese. laws. And it's legalese. <laughs> yes, and they legalese. can define things however they want. Right. But the so that's a recap of what so we talked about last week. That's what we talked about last week. And to answer your question, yes, there was a, a major confiscation. They right. invaded Big Daddy Unlimited and told them to hand over all their, their FRTs, and they did. Um, more has happened. Um, there's lightning link news. There's lightning link news, specifically lightning link news, or... Not really, actually, in a way, because uh, the fans of CRS Firearms on YouTube, if you've never seen, if you're into guns, you've never been to CRS Firearms. It's basically a young weapons guy. He's a he's a dealer. He's got mm-hmm. an FFL 03 or FFL 01. And he, uh, he you know, he'll do your transfer and sell you guns and whatever you want. Just he's got a little shoppy side side hustle, I think. And uh, he's a great guy. He just he'll stand in front of his camera on YouTube and gripe about the law and the ATF and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And he draws attention to himself. He's got a bunch of viewers. His name's Matt Hoover in real life. And he seems to be, for all intents and purposes, a great guy, family man, young guy. And uh, he was arrested this week Hmm. because apparently uh, about a year ago or so, he was selling these sheet metal cards uh, about the size of, you know, maybe a little bigger than a credit card. And on the sheet metal cards were drawn pictures of lightning links. (laughs) There was three on each card, back to back to back, like stacked on top of each other. Um, If you were to take a Dremel tool Mm -hmm. and follow the dotted line... You would have a lightning link, which That's according ridiculous. to the anybody who sorry anybody who Google images a picture of a lightning link could just figure it out themselves and tremble. Sure That's uh, ridiculous that he got arrested for that. I mean, I, one of my Facebook timeline covers is actually an AR-15 lower with an extra hole drilled in it, and it shows the size of the hole that needs to be drilled and the distance from the the edge of the the metal. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, you could go print off my timeline cover and mm-hmm. find out how to drill mm-hmm. the third hole in, a, in an AR-15 lower to make it into an M-16 lower. You know. But uh, yeah, so am I going to come? Am I they going to arrest me for you know, giving out pictures of? You know, I post it as my timeline cover, so therefore I'm. That's just the thing. Trafficking and if they do, yes, the answer is uh, Matt. Yeah, they, they could. could arrest you for that. And they're lunatics. They might. If they can arrest him for this, they can certainly arrest you for that. And here's the thing: this is clearly a free speech issue. Absolutely, that's a drawing. This is a drawing. Mm-hmm. This is a plan. This is just like the three D printing gun, like the three D printed guns, mm-hmm. right? The plans for the, the decoration 3D printed gun. on a. Sheet metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they've gone after Cody uh, Wilson in Austin over being the guy behind Defense Distributed, which has yep. for years now provided people with the tools and the schematics, the 3D schematics to be able to print and to put together your own gun. But he's not selling people guns. He's mm-hmm. just giving away information. In fact, I think he just gives it away. I don't think he even sells yeah. that stuff. Wow. He, he'll sell you the tools, the physical machine, mm-hmm. the ghost gunner. You know, all the files that, are open source. Right. The information mm-hmm. he's just putting out there on the internet. Mm-hmm. And but maybe it, somehow that 
is the reason that Cody Wilson doesn't get arrested for putting out the pictures and this guy? Well, no, they prosecuted him uh, civilly. They haven't oh. gone with criminal uh, criminal prosecutions. This is criminal in this particular yeah. but maybe case. Maybe it's criminal because he's making money. Like maybe that's what they're trying to say. I'm not saying it makes well, sense. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the the charges yet. Um, and we can talk about that coming up here in a moment. But the point is, if this guy lawyers up. Pay sixty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever for he's, an attorney. He's looking for five hundred grand on yeah. GoFundMe. He's up to one hundred twenty-two so far. I hope they don't take down his uh, his fundraiser. They like they're, they're freezing the uh, the truckers out. By the way, that's another thing that's in the news. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk more about this coming up in hour number two and what this all means. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open for you. If you want to join us here, we're kicking off the second hour. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. We're talking about an artist who has been arrested. The artiste. For putting out some metal cards with drawings on them. Yeah, his name's Matt Hoover. And uh, Matt Hoover uh, has a YouTube channel called CRS CRS Firearms. And uh, he also had a website called, I can't remember what it's called, uh, something... Something, uh, I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter because if you go there now, it says ATF property. Oof. Yeah. So Wow, they stole his website, too. They stole his website, yeah. His where, website is now ATF property? Yeah, you go, yeah. To, you go to his former website, and it now says ATF. In case this wasn't his, clear that it was an attack on his freedom of speech, they right. took his website. Correct. I've never seen anything like that. It just pops up ATF property. Why wouldn't they just leave it blank? Uh, well, it's not ATF, but whenever they take down darknet uh, like uh, marketplace sites, it always has a bunch of like mm-hmm. law enforcement logos. That, uh, they just, just replace the homepage with go, it. Bonnie, it's just it a brag. Like. It's just a big, you know. Oh, look what we did! Yeah. You know, yeah, it's so. the internet equivalent of. You know the old classic photo of the cops around a table with a bunch of drugs on it, where they're all like putting, you know, giving the thumbs yeah. up or whatever, Here it looking says, badass. Seized website. Yeah. Yep. AutoKeyCards.com. If you go to AutoKeyCards.com, then they're gonna lo- they're gonna ATF, log your IP uh, address if you do that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You oh, better believe they it. Probably already got mine anyway. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa Field Division. It says. So yep. yeah. So this is their big, you know, this is their way of internet show off. Well, yeah. oh, look what we did. We're throwing we their muscle around. They're so tough. But uh, so this guy printed these cards with drawings on them. Yes. That if someone were to take, you said a Dremel or something like yeah. that. 
and essentially, you know, cut this card along the drawing, then they would have one of these what's called lightning links that could then be used to drop into a semi-automatic rifle and turn it into the equivalent of a fully automatic automatic rifle. rifle. Yeah. And I was wrong on the prices, by the way, the values. I just went on GunBroker and searched uh, uh, the the latest registered, the legal ones that were registered before they banned them. Decades ago. In 1985 or whatever. Um, and apparently there's one register drop in auto Sierra on there, R R D I A S, which is was thirty eight thousand dollars. Thirty eight thousand piece of metal. It is a little hunk of metal. Think of like three or four quarters stacked on top of each other. That's about how big it is. The, that comes with paperwork showing oh, that it's yeah. quote unquote legal through the ATF. Yeah, you gotta you gotta jump through a lot of hoops and have a lot of money in order to have that. And if you could just throw the forty grand away tomorrow, you might be able to go pick it up at your local machine gun dealer God. a year from now or hmm. more. So insane. Mm-hmm. So if they are technically still legal, why did he get arrested for selling these drawings of them? Because any of those that have been made after 1986 oh. are illegal. Oh, okay. The ones that were made before <laughs> 1986 are grandfathered, and you can oh, okay, you can but... only have and and part of the deal was when they banned them, you had to register them all as machine guns. Mm. So you'd have to go through the legal blah blah blah. A lot of people pay just, the taxes. Yeah, a lot of people just got afraid and threw them in the garbage. Some mm. people, I'm sure, a lot of people just buried them in the backyard mm-hmm. or whatever, and you know for a rainy day uh but uh they were they're literally just little i I wouldn't pay more than a dollar fifty you know they should sell those things you know those candy buckets on the countertop at like the store and they have like gumballs in them or fireballs that's how those should be sold at the gun (laughs) just grab a few yeah you know two dollars a piece you know it it doubles as a cool keychain that's how those should be sold but the uh, ATF is insane, and they are now going to try to ruin this man's life. He is apparently out of Wisconsin, named Matthew Hoover. Yep. And according to the story here at Jacksonville.com, they had filed a uh, similar charges against another guy, Christopher Irvin of Orange Park, in I guess in Florida. And they filed that last year, so in the spring of 2021. They've now updated that indictment and added Matthew Hoover to it. Mm. And they claim that uh, investigators probe of his online sale of credit card-sized metal strips under the name Auto Key Card. The 17-count indictment says Urban sales took off because of publicity he received from Hoover. So Urban, I guess, is the guy maybe who's making these yeah, cards? Yeah, I guess so. And Hoover publicized it on his YouTube channel, which has about 134,000 subscribers. The indictment lists 10 dates between November and February when it says Hoover promoted Urban's product in videos and referred to autokeycard.com as the video's sponsor. Quote, Mr. Irvin was paying Mr. Hoover for the advertisements, said the U.S. attorney Laura Cofer-Taylor in a uh, told a judge in Milwaukee Friday. The indictment identifies Hoover as operating Coloma Resale, a, a store which is a federally licensed firearms dealer. But in court, in court, attorneys said much of Hoover's income comes from his YouTube postings. The decisions to charge Hoover inflamed gun rights supporters who by Monday had contributed about $110,000 through 2,700 donations to a GoFundMe page to cover his legal costs. I helped. 
Excellent. Quote, this really is a travesty of justice, and it shows that tyranny is alive and well in the country. As though you needed more examples yeah, of that. Yeah, just the ATF existing is proof of that. They're unelected yeah. people who are literally going after people who are drawing pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, supporters cast Thursday's fundraising effort as a step toward protecting gun rights guaranteed under the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment. Uh, one viewer wrote, I've donated and I don't really care for Matt. Something needs to be done about this out-of-control government agency. This goes beyond personal feelings, and every Second Amendment supporter should also donate. What, is he like his neighbor who he <laughs> wants to cut like branches off his tree or something? Who knows? Fortunately for him, at least, he was released on condition. So he is out on bail already, unlike uh, nobody, who is our co-host, who had to spend six months mm-hmm. in jail for Bitcoin-related allegations. There's a little bit of good news. Uh, we may be having nobody back on the air soon. There was we, a bit of a development. Awesome. Uh, you we'll, know he misses it. Yeah, I, I miss him too. Uh, but uh, during the hearing Friday, the uh, U.S. attorney told the judge or the magistrate in this case that Hoover has been important for spreading awareness of auto key card products. Let's see. Auto key card. Is that is, a crime? Yeah. I mean, th- are they even saying this guy was selling them? He's just promoting it. I, I mean, what are the allegations here? I'll have to Freedom pull up the indictment. I am curious <laughs> to see what they've hit him. I'm guessing it's conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. Probably. Yeah, probably something all along those down lines. The line. But the, you know how they do things, too. They just start stacking on made up stuff so mm-hmm. that they're hoping anything will stick. You know, yeah. That's what they're doing in our case. They, the ATF, the government is anti American, probably especially the ATF. They're certainly anti gun and anti freedom. Mm-hmm. Definitely, absolutely. So, yeah. But this comes back around to what I was saying before is, yes, they could absolutely go after you, Matt. They could go after us for this. Oh, you guys mentioned their website on the radio. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting Spreading paid to awareness. do it. Right. We're not getting paid to do it. But, uh, hey, let's they, take it up a notch. Let's let's uh, plug his uh, GoFundMe. CRS Matt Hoover needs our help. Is that's what it's, what it's called. called. Yep. Uh, is, and it's still up? It's not? It's still up. Okay, that's good. They're up to $122,315, and they're looking for five hundred grand. they have got 3,000 donors. So here's far. why they can... You said, can they arrest me for you know promoting this or talking about it or whatever? Or even if you were selling them. Yeah, they absolutely can, even though it's probably illegal what they're doing because free speech says you can draw a thing and sell the drawing of the thing. Mm-hmm. The illegal, quote-unquote, act would be cutting the thing out and possessing that thing. Yep. But they're going as far as they can. They're pushing as far, they're pushing the envelope as far as they can. And even if they lose this, this dude's still going to be out five hundred grand or whatever on attorneys. He's going to be out the years that it's going to take to get through. I mean, the Crypto 6 case, it's been almost an entire year since the FBI and the ATF and the you know, Postal Service and these other agencies raided this house. I've been on bail conditions for almost a year, not quite, uh, the majority of a year. Nobody's been out since uh, September. He's been on very restricted bail since then. We've had our lives uh, upended. highly upended and, you know, I mean, they didn't kill any of us, thank goodness. They didn't shoot the dog. But we can't do all the things that we could do before. We don't have the same freedoms. We can't even spend cryptocurrency now. But if they drop our charges later, or when they drop our charges later. High five. Or when they lose this guy's case. When they lose the case. He doesn't get his years back. No. Or and, stress, his gray hair doesn't yeah, go away. His nothing. Kids, you get his nothing. Kids, they're all freaked out about it. You know, you'd so. be lucky to get the attorney's costs covered after yeah. the fact. So there's no punishment for the ATF for doing this. None. They can just go around and do whatever they want. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Yeah. 
It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind here. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about a yet another disturbing, outrageous uh, violation of the right to free speech, which has been cr- pretty clearly established. I mean... We've talked recently about how in Australia and New Zealand, they don't have constitutions, uh, you know, like we do. They don't have a Bill of Rights there. The government there can do, you know, pretty much anything that that they want. Um, And at least here they have to pay at least some lip service to the idea of free speech. So, you know, every now and then the court system will have to rule in favor of freedom of speech. They don't want to, but it's pretty clear. I mean, the First Amendment's written in easily understandable language it's it you know you do have the right to freedom of speech generally and then they put the second amendment after the first amendment to make a point and what point what point was that if somebody tries to prevent you from having free speech see amendment 2 <laughs> right so you, i don't think that was an accident by the way um i do want to make sure you know about freetalklive.com we like freedom of speech over at freetalklive.com and that is where you have the ability to express yourself on our social media website over at social.freetalklive.com. You can go there and create an account and you can express yourself without having some big tech conglomerate like Facebook or uh, Twitter stop you from doing that. So please go to social.freetalklive.com. So we're talking about freedom of speech in a case that was just, I guess, updated as they arrested another individual to be added uh, to this case in regards to what was called, uh, what the hell was the website again? Auto key, card. auto key cards, uh, auto key card and auto key cards. So the plural and singular version were both owned by a gentleman named Irvin, uh, Christopher Justin Boyer Irvin from Florida. And so he was charged last year. They've now updated that indictment and it added a Matthew Raymond Hoover from Wisconsin, who is a YouTuber with over 100,000 viewers on his channel, not too shabby at all, Uh, and that uh, apparently they had some sort of an arrangement wherein Hoover was promoting the auto keycard website and the auto keycard product on his uh, YouTube channel. And according to the ATF, that means that he was part of a conspiracy. Uh It's really their conspiracies. It's always the government that has a conspiracy that people are out to get them, and then they charge yeah. the people with conspiracy. Few things are as dangerous as paranoid bureaucrats. Hmm. Yeah, you make a good point there, uh, Bonnie, that this is absolutely paranoid government people who are worried about their precious power. Uh, they actually use the term here, as you said earlier, Matt, they consider these things, these tiny little pieces of steel, to be machine guns. They say they call them uh, const- was it constituted as machine guns? Conversion devices constituting machine guns. Quote, unquote. Oh, there's another word. Machine gun conversion devices constituting machine guns <laughs> are what they call these things legally. And they're saying that having a printed card with an outline of what one of these things would look like, should you cut it out from that card, the metal card, is a crime. They're as saying soon that that's as a crime. these go back on sale... I, I thought they were dumb. Like I, I personally don't like automatic weapons because mm-hmm. for no other reason they don't they eat a lot. They and eat a lot of ammo, and they're not that it's accurate. It's expensive right? to shoot them. You know, they're they're toys. Even in a theater of war, in my opinion, a full auto really isn't all that necessary. Useful. You know, mm-hmm. um, but 
that said, if, if when these go back on sale, and I'm saying when these go back on sale, mm-hmm. I'm buying one to scrape my windshield with. <laughs> <laughs> or frame it and just put it up on the wall. Uh, right? Maybe I'll have several. <laughs> I'll give them out like, to my friends. They actually look like the, you could open beer with them. Sure. I bet you could. There should be a bottle opener yeah. version of them. <laughs> So I, I'm looking at this indictment here. I uh, the the article that I'd had the Jacksonville.com article says they you know they got a link to it, but it it's a dead link. Um, so I had to go looking around, and somebody on a Reddit thread has it, and it's not really clear what these charges are. There are 17 quote unquote counts, but it doesn't list what the thing is that the count is. Is it 17 conspiracy counts? I'm still not really clear on uh, on this, and it's a you know 20 page indictment. So obviously, I haven't had a chance to right. uh, to look in uh, in detail at this. But to go back to the story here, was there anything that you had as far as did you have a news item, or were you just generally kind of talking about this? I was just you know it was something I was following the other day. You know, it all came down, and uh, I have more ATF stuff tonight too. By the way, mm-hmm. this is. It's been a busy week in gun world as far as legal stuff goes. This one is an outrage, though, and according to the uh, the story here at Jacksonville.com, uh, the 17-count indictment says Urban Sales took off because of the publicity that he received from Hoover, who regularly posts on his YouTube channel about this. And then they say, uh, let's see, that he was being arrested Thursday, so I guess today. Was that, was that today? Or no, last week. Yeah, last week. So it was yeah, after it was after a hearing on Friday that a federal magistrate ordered him released on the conditions that he wouldn't have contact with witnesses from his case or promote auto key card silencers or legally questionable firearm products in his videos while his case was pending. Has he made a video How, since? There is no. no legal definition of legally questionable firearms. <laughs> yeah, it's super subjective. Yeah, but no, he hasn't. He hasn't. To my knowledge, he has not uh, spoken publicly yet. His wife has. A bunch of his friends have. They've mm-hmm. gone on his channel and you know done kind of Q and A live mm-hmm. things on his channel and things like that. And a, a bunch of other gun channels have like opened up and like he, like not everybody likes this guy, but even the ones who don't like him have stepped up and said this is this is crazy lunacy. Why? Why is this guy such a polarizing figure as far as people liking him? He's um he he's kind of a, a good old boy down mm-hmm. home, and that doesn't settle. Everybody totally the same with everybody. That's know? just the way it is, Bonnie. It I is. mean, the well, fact it's just is, weird that it's been brought up so many times in this specific case. I don't know. Anytime you are a personality that's public, you're going to have haters, and he's got a big mouth. Yeah, if you've mm-hmm. got an opinion, if you have an opinion, even people you're going to su- have haters. should support you might not necessarily because they don't like that you have a big mouth. Mm-hmm. The items uh, held one to three etchings, each the same pattern. So they sold different size versions of this. Uh, Court filing said an ATF agent used a Dremel cutting tool to follow the pattern and cut from the metal an item that he inserted into a semi-automatic rifle to enable him to fire the weapon fully automatic with just a pull of the trigger. Sold without any government licenses, the items created the potential of owning a fully automatic firearm without the regulation if, and expense. I'm sorry. If I trained my finger to be really strong and flexible, would it be considered a, a, a machine gun? No. If I could just do it <laughs> That's faster a good than question, anyone though. else? No, you, you would not. That's been asked. But did you just say, Ian, that an ATF agent did, in fact, cut one of these things out? He and did. It, it worked? Okay, so he committed a felony. No, no, not when he's uh, working for the government. Oh. Then they're exempt. <laughs> They're exempt. Oh, so he yeah. doesn't belong in jail for 10 years? No, no. Haven't you ever read the statutes? They always exempt government agents from these things. Oh. Yeah. They're maybe special. We should, maybe see. we should all become government agents. 
No. That sounds really distasteful. <laughs> I mean, we just don't have to go to work every day or ever. Just... Sold without these licenses, uh, they create the potential. Taylor said the judge, uh, let's see, one. So, yeah, and then they give an example of how much these things sell for. So $15,000 is one example of them if it's the licensed, regulated yep. uh, I version of it. We wouldn't pass any background tests to get into a government you position. You missed 100% of the shots you don't take, Bonnie. So John <laughs> There's more coming up here at 603-283-6160. This is a clear free speech case. They're now outlawing art. This is Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. It's Free Talk Live. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's just some crazy, crazy uh, stuff here in this case. They are coming, like you said, Matt, they're coming at these guys with everything they possibly can. Uh, I was just looking through this indictment. For whatever reason, it does not list the the, the charges on the indictment you kind of have to look at the code and look it up and see what it's uh, see what it says but we're talking about this case with these uh with this artwork of lightning links these little metal pieces that if you have one of them and it's not registered with the government early from the early 1980s or 70s or something like that then it's a illegal machine gun in, in their mind and you will go to prison but these guys aren't selling lightning links. They were selling through their website pictures, pictures of, of them on metal cards. And the ATF is now coming after them with 17 counts. Uh, and it's, it's just absolutely outrageous. They're saying that there's six counts in here that they aided and abetted the transfer of firearms. That is, quote unquote, machine gun conversion devices constituting machine guns. Well. And then then they mention specifically via U.S. mail to a person with the initials J.A. And so then there's another one with the initials R.D. So they looked through, you know, they were watching them or watching the mail or they maybe they found their, their sales records. And I would hope this guy didn't keep all his sales records because, you know, they're coming after all the customers. Probably. Uh, next. But if, uh, you know, if they didn't keep the sales records, then probably most of the customers are safe. But in this case, they were at least able to identify six of them. Hmm. And each one of those sales is account in this particular uh, document. So that's what we're talking about right now. So how much time is he facing? 
I'm guessing these are all felonies. Each mm-hmm. one is, they're trying to consider each one an illegal machine gun. Mm-hmm. So who knows how many they sold because each one of those cards has several, you know, one, two, or three different, uh, you know, cut outable uh, pieces on it. So I don't know, selling an illegal machine gun. I don't know what the what the penalty is for selling an illegal machine gun. I imagine it's real stiff though. Me too. Uh, here's one that they threw in. They are alleging that they are looking to avoid the currency transaction reports, whatever that particular charge is. Again, they don't list the the charges, but here's what here's what count eight is. Christopher Irvin. Uh, so they're not saying, I guess it was the other guy, Hoover. So Irvin's got some of the counts alone in this, and then Hoover has uh, some of them. So just to be clear, let's see. I'm not sure how many of them Hoover's on. Hoover is apparently on the majority of them, but there's a few that he's not on. So one of the things they went after Irvin for, uh, quote, knowingly and for the purpose of evading the reporting requirements of 31 U.S.C. 5313 and the regulations promulgated pursuant, therefore, or thereunder with respect to currency transactions in excess of $10,000 caused and attempted to cause a domestic financial institution to fail to file a report required under that section of code and any regulation prescribed under any such section by conducting the following transactions, each being a cash withdrawal at a federally insured financial institution. And then they list a series of uh oh, not a series barely uh nine thousand and five thousand dollars at the community first credit union and then there's another oh there's several more counts counts nine through 14 uh so they've got several more counts here where they're saying again for the purpose of evading the reporting requirements of doing over ten thousand dollars they uh the dude made several cash withdrawals at the same credit union and uh, several $9,000 withdrawals. So there's six $9,000 withdrawals. They're hitting him with one count for each time that he went to the bank and pulled out nine grand. Oh. Yeah. Yep. They're so weird. So some of these are gun-related. Some of these are, all right, well, he went to the bank and pulled out $9,000, so therefore he knows about the federal reporting requirements, therefore he's trying to avoid them, therefore you've been charged with a criminal act. That is so strange. That? Like he's he, that would be charging somebody for a criminal act by doing what you can to obey the law. Yeah, I mean, I see that interpretation of it. Matt, he's but following the law. Yeah. Or what if it's just completely the fact that he needed nine thousand dollars each time, and it has nothing to do with the tax? I mean, how can they prove it one way or the other? It's They're going to the prove it brain. by circum by the circumstance, right? So it was. In a row, basically, December 29th, 30th, 31st, January 2nd, January 5th, January 6th. So he basically went in, you know, every single day for a so, series of days and pulled out $9,000. One day so, he woke up and realized, I need $9,000 more for this other thing. Dang it. You, yeah. How can you prove it one way or the other? You can't. I, I get what you're saying. They're going to say, look, this guy knew. And so, uh, you know, it's clear that he knew. That's why he did $9,000 withdrawals. It's not clear. You have to know in order to put somebody in jail. Well, that's true. It does say knowingly, and that will be the uh, the element that they have to somehow prove. Yeah. So you're right. You're absolutely right about this, Bonnie. Um, but again, it's hard to it's hard to trust a jury is going to do the right thing yeah. in a federal case, which is hopefully, what they're doing. They're throwing all the charges they can. Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, I got I've got more ATF news oh, from this week, and this great. is this is hilarious. It's is it? Uh, it's scary. 
And it's hilarious. Yes. Well, this story is scary because this is actually an attack on freedom of speech. Okay, well, here's here's uh, the ATF setting itself up for success in many other dastardly ways. Okay. So, Congressman from Texas, uh, Michael Cloud, he got the ATF in front of him, and he asked them what the deal was with their records keeping. Because the ATF is not allowed to keep a registry of firearms, right? Other than the the uh, the fully automatics, which is arguably also illegal. They Hold do on, that. let me see if I'm following you here. You're saying that when somebody goes and buys a gun, correct, and the form that they fill out that's sent to the ATF is for not them sent to look to the ATF. Who's that sent to? It's kept with the gun dealer for twenty years. Okay, so. Who's being looked? They look up the person, right? So, like, like when you fill out that form, Correct. that's being checked by some government agency. You're getting background checked, but no uh, record of that is allowed to be kept. So that. But let me just clarify. So, when you say you're getting background checked, mm-hmm. is that being checked with the ATF? Yes. So that data is being transmitted to them. The all it is is your name, and basically they're they're trying to find out if you've got a record or not. If you don't have a record, if you don't have a felony, then so hold on, let me because I've never gone through this process before. Okay. I've, I've never purchased a gun through brand new channels. Okay, um, I'll, I've always bought them from you know friends privately, which is as I understand it, completely legal yeah. here in New Hampshire as long as the person knows you. Mm-hmm. So when you buy a brand new weapon, there's a form. I presume the ATF has the is creator of that form correct correct? so the atf came up with a form you gotta you gotta have that filled out it's gotta have your name on it it's gotta have your date of birth on Mm -hmm. it it's gotta have it's gotta have the type of gun right or doesn't Uh, nope no 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 so they don't know what kind of gun you're trying to buy correct they just know you're trying to buy a gun and then that goes that data is transmitted to the atf but you're saying the form itself isn't sent to them just Correct. some of the entries on the form so are they allowed to store the data of the fact that you got background tested for I, I, gun purchase? I believe they are not allowed to I, I don't think that's anything that's kept record of hmm. well who knows if they actually are or not yeah. but, well wait know. isn't that what you're saying they're well, doing now well, a, here's the thing Let's let's walk through this in the beginning. All right. So when you buy a gun, you fill out what's called a 4473. You go into a gun shop, sporting goods store, you buy a gun, you fill out a form called a 4473. Okay. 4473 asks you if you're a wife beater. It asks you if you're addicted to drugs. It right. asks you if you've ever renounced your citizenship um, and a few other questions. And it has your name on it, uh, social security number, and it goes mm-hmm. – you hand it to the – gun shop owner or personnel member and they call the atf they read your driver's license and the matching uh information you put on the there's not an online form they actually have to call it in they call it in Uh and then they usually hang up the phone 15 minutes later so the atf calls back and says yep he's good to go give him his gun it's that fast in most cases depends on how busy it is all right, let's talk more about this because somehow they're creating a database from this information and they're not supposed to. I will, I will we'll get into have it. to get into it. We'll, so we'll get it's into it. Ugh. 603-283-6160. You're invited. You can join us here. Take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 
888-646-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Matt. We're talking about some outrageous uh, cases in regards to the ATF and what sort of skullduggery and violations of your rights that they are involved in. Because remember, if they're violating one person's rights, they can do it to you. Yep. They just haven't gotten around to you Uh yet. Uh, and so, you know, these people need to, to be stood up for. They need to have some good defense attorneys in uh, these cases. So we're not going to continue on the story about Irvin and Hoover, the guys that were promoting the artwork that have been arrested for selling and promoting artwork on the Internet of the uh, the lightning links. Mm-hmm. But, Matt, you've got another story. We're going to get into it here, but I do want to get Sarah on the line. She's I'll been uh, waiting patiently here in we New Mexico. Oils. Sarah, go ahead. Oh yes, I just want to bring up that about the dirty, dirty water that my, a lot of people drink around the world, and they get ill. Mm-hmm. So they, and of course, uh, the Joyce Meyer Ministry. If you if you want to, um, her ministry helps um, dig up wells. So what's what's really interesting is that they walk like several miles every day getting water, and then they get sick from it. But the thing is, if they dig down under exactly where they live, they would hit an aquifer enough to get a well. Yeah. I mean, so I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty pathetic. And I just wonder how much those water wells would cost to dig one for a village. That's a good question. Like, yeah, give directly know. does the same thing. They give people money, um, and they've used it to build wells, right? That it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm not sure, Bonnie. I don't. I don't know what all the stories are. I mean, they've given people uh, over four hundred million dollars, mostly, from what I understand, in very poor parts of Africa. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's much more than a few grand. And I bet uh, it'd be cheaper in, well. in a poor country. It probably is. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, but yeah, so, you're talking I mean, about something that can make a huge difference in people's lives, and it's a relatively small investment. But if they don't got it, they don't got it. And that means somebody's got to give it to them. I don't think. Matt was on. Matt, were you on when she called about Joyce Meyer's ministry last time? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, she is a socialist, or I mean, a communist, but she likes Joyce Meyer, who is a Christian uh, prosperity pe- preacher. Oh, she's one of those prosperity gospel types. Yeah, remember we looked it up, and she has like a gem encrusted bath or toilet oh, and stuff God. like that. Not that I really. How many think wells there's... could she build for the price of her toilet? <laughs> Not that I really have that much to say against her. I mean, whatever. She can do her her own thing. But Sarah, the caller, is a communist, uh-huh. and she uh-huh. loves this lady. That's, uh, what's going on there, Sarah? Well, I mean, the thing about it is that... Um, you're supposed to hate prosperity if you're <laughs> communist. Well, not not really. I mean, it's just, uh, hmm. I, be- I believe that you. I don't like the so-called, like, abusive uh, billionaires... But I think, you know, Joyce Meyer, that's all of her good karma. It's all of her good deeds. And, you know, I think God wants us to be happy and joyful and have nice things in life. So wait, are you saying, just to clarify, Sarah, are you saying that Joyce Meyer and other good people should be allowed to choose how to spend their money? I mean, that's, yeah, of course. That, okay, well, you're not a communist. I just want to let you know right now, congratulations. <laughs> you are, you not, are a not a communist. <laughs> so, Sarah, I feel really, I'm I'm relieved to discover this about you, that you actually have compassion. She's a free market uh, capitalist. For other people, that you believe in the freedom of an individual I to make choices I, I like for it. themselves. And that's a beautiful thing. I, 
Congratulations. Well, I have to deal with the reality of what it is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go either way. I could say everything could be state-owned and we just get allotted. That's okay with me. But if, oh, uh, if you get blessed, that's okay. I mean, you don't, you don't have to be just one thing Sarah, or the other. No, you do. You know what I mean? No, yes, you do have to be one way or the other. You either believe that the state should own and control everything, which is communism or socialism, or you believe that the individual should get to decide for themselves how to spend their their resources that they've earned for themselves. You cannot have it both ways. Why, why is it? That, but you're a capitalist, but you like... No, I'm in favor of the free market. Too. I'm in favor of the free marketplace. But you you opposed uh, so-called crony abusive uh, Absolutely. capitalism. Absolutely. I, I, I oppose any use of the idea of the state, which, which consolidates power and is always used to violate people's rights. So I'm against the violation of human rights, and I'm against the violation of an individual being able to make a choice for themselves about how to you know, spend their money or spend their time. Yeah, what but about you, you? You, have a mixed, you have a mixed attitude. No, you, I don't. You, 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 like, you like capitalism, but you don't like abusive, like Wal- the Walton families or people that exploit you don't people understand, that have Sarah. to get on welfare. I didn't call myself a capitalist. I believe in the free market. I believe in freedom. I believe in people being able to make choices. I, I call myself a capitalist, and I'll tell you right now, the Walton family aren't capitalists. They use the power of government to make their business better all the time. That is not capitalism. As soon as somebody uh, turns their company into a corporation, they're using the government, and that's against, I think, all three of us here as principles. Yeah, Walmart exists because of uh, real sweetheart tar- uh, tariff deals mm-hmm. that were made with uh, the governments and you know, making uh, basically making China an appendage of the United States at this point. You know, hmm. or well, and, then, and then they get and then they make people uh, force them to get communist programs like food stamps, welfare, and Medicaid because they don't make enough to get by. Right. So the families have to go get subsidized by Section Eight housing. They yeah. can't pay the rent. It's a horrible but these vicious are all circle, communist programs. And, it, and it all happens. Because the government put some programs in place to make things really easy for certain businesses to do business. But for some reason, Sarah believes that if every single aspect of the economy was under complete control of the government, that everything would be a utopia. And it's really strange oh, that's, that's to me. That's backwards. They've destroyed every everything economically good in the history of economics. And that's not just the United States government. That's every government in history. Right. Because a free economy is based on free choice, the ability for the individual to decide for themselves and the state or the government, whatever you want to call them, takes away choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I don't believe that. That's what the that's the propaganda. They want you to, they say communism is bad, and they'll say that's the reason, but that, that the real reason is there is no multi-billionaire corporations that you did not, you, you don't You don't make any sense. You just said you don't believe that the state takes away choices? That's by definition what they do. Laws no, restrict it, it, people's no, ability to choose. It's huh? just a, it just a, it just confuse people. It's an, an economic system without the cap, the capitalist, the billionaires. Sarah, you're the one who's confused. You're the one who who has not. You're the one who is not comprehending what is going on. You're the one who's confused. Every law that is on the books. By definition, takes away your freedom to choose. Every single one of them. Every single law out there. Now, I know you don't listen to Free Talk Live very often, but we were just talking about a law 
that prohibits someone from going in and choosing to put $9,999 into their bank account on more than one occasion. That's well, one I mean, law. Uh, that, that, there are I mean, thousands that, more. I know. Sarah? Right, right, right. Huh? Well, that's because of, of the, 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 the money laundering. I don't care what the reason do. is. I don't care why. It okay, restricts your choice. Crazy. Huh? Okay, that's what, just because that's, the, that's your opinion, okay? Oh, we all it's have just my opinion. Reality. Well, the just difference is, Sarah, the law is an opinion backed by a gun. That's the difference between my opinion and the opinions you support. Thank you for the call tonight. If you support the law, quote-unquote, if you support, which are just words written on paper by men and women who usually you don't know, but if you support laws, you are supporting opinions backed by the threat of violence, backed by men with guns, like the ATF guys that went and arrested a man for simply operating a YouTube channel where he said things that the men with guns, calling themselves the ATF, didn't like. Because it scared them. So they went ahead and they put this man behind bars, and he's now possibly going to face the rest of his life behind bars as a result of assisting, allegedly, promoting the sale of a piece of art on the internet. So those men did not have the freedom to choose to print and to sell this artwork. At least that's what the ATF is going to allege. Now Mm -hmm. it's going to have to go to a trial, and it's going to have to go in front of a jury, and then the jury makes the wrong decision, it's going to be appealed, and it might go up to the Supreme Court. And hopefully the Supreme Court in that case would say, oh, yeah, this is clearly artwork and this whole case is ridiculous after five years or ten years or however long it takes uh, to get in front of the Supreme Court after they've been sitting in jail for, you know, half a decade. Or if they're really lucky, the jury will be sane and they will find them not guilty, which, of course, just means the ATF can go and arrest the next guy because one case being found not guilty isn't a prohibition on the ATF doing the exact same thing all over again. Anyway, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And, of course, the only way out of this is to leave the United States uh, as secession. And we like that idea. Hour 3 is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. And the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the latest outrages by the ATF. Plural. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Didn't they add an explosives to it at one point? It is. the BATFE, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Yep. Mm. Uh, so we continue with that story here. Uh, it's Ian, Bonnie, and Matt in the studio tonight. Again, the number, if you want to join us, you can bring up anything you want. 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160. So, Matt, you just barely scratched the surface on this story uh, that you wanted to get into here about the ATF may be holding on to data right from people that they're not supposed to be correct so they, they, they they're not supposed to have a registry of firearms in the united states there's no such thing in the united states where they're absolutely not allowed to do that but hold on is it that they can't do it at a federal level or are states prohibited from doing that as well uh the, the firearms thing is really a, a federal thing like okay. most of the states abide by at the very least the the fed like the even new hampshire abides by the federal rules on 
on uh, guns, and that's it. I just think you know a state like New York State would probably have like a gun registry. Whether they because... could start a registry, or I don't think they would be allowed to start a registry. I'm not sure if hmm. that would be a state's rights okay. kind of thing. But um, interestingly, uh, a congressman wanted to ask a few questions of the ATF because of something he saw. Um, he saw that in, uh, in fiscal year 2021, 54 million records were sent to the ATF. 54 million gun purchase records were sent to the ATF. Now, the ATF is uh, typically when you buy a gun, like we said before, the Form 4473 goes in a filing cabinet at your gun, at shop, gun your, shop, your local gun shop, and the okay. gun dealer has to hang on to them for 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. And then they can be disposed of or whatever. Hmm. Um, that said, uh, the Biden administration, as an aside, is trying to make that permanent. They're trying to make that indefinite holding. Um, so, but... What came out was that the ATF has built up a storehouse so big of these records. What happens is little mom and pop gun shops will, you know, open up. They'll sell a few hundred guns and they'll go out of business. And then they have to, if they dissolve their license, they have to send those records into the ATF. Okay. So the ATF warehouses them in Georgia. Apparently, they had so many that a floor collapsed. <gasps> so, so, they, so they saved them all, obviously. They're not going to let such a gold mine of you know consumer information go away, American uh, personal information wow. go, go, go to pot. So they started digitizing it all. Mm-hmm. So Right, to save space. To and save make sure space. Floors don't they, collapse. So, yeah, make sure floors don't collapse. And the question is, is it a searchable database and under what terms is it searchable? And at what point does that digitized database actually become a de facto registry? Mm. So the ATF. But just to clarify, this is only gun stores that have closed? Closed, yeah. Okay. Um, interestingly, it turns out. Now, I always thought that the United States, the citizens of the United States, the largest standing army in the world, had somewhere on the order of about 450 million guns you mean privately owned privately guns? owned guns and it turns out the atf's records alone the ones that they are in possession of mm-hmm. that have come from closed mom and pop gun shops and so forth the ones that registered the one the ones that they sent in the records for turned out to be nine hundred and twenty million six hundred and sixty four thousand seven hundred and sixty five there's almost a billion guns in the united states that wow. we know about Wow. <laughs> Those are the ones, and that's not including the ones at all the gun shops that are still open and, and maintaining the records. And this is over however many decades the ATF has been around? Yes. Yeah, since they started doing 4473s. So it was that, I think, 1968 was when they wow. started doing that. So this is, a, this is a pretty interesting thing to me. So not hmm. only are we finding out that the ATF is illegally keeping a registry a de facto reg whether they say it is or not mm. that's exactly what that is mm-hmm. if they're digitizing it they can search it any database can be searched any database can be searched that's a registry yeah so they are in violation of wow. that law and on top of that oh by the way there's way more guns out there than anybody thought way more than so, a million if you yeah. just count like 3d printed guns on top of that yeah you said you're, you're million, pushing you a billion oh, i mean i'm gonna say billion, billion sorry yes yeah, 920 million and uh of, of those eight plus however many are in all the existing gun stores right from all the decades that those have been around yes. so it could be twice as many or I mean, more, we don't know or more um and and this is uh by the way 
the ones that have been digitized amount to 866 million. So almost all those 920 million have been digitized and are searchable. Now, just to clarify, they have information on just the initial purchaser of these guns, right? They don't know necessarily if those guns were sold, if those guns were lost, whatever, right? right? So if somebody bought that gun and then they sold that gun to another person, as long as they're in a relatively free state compared to, like, there's some states I imagine where they want to know everybody who sells a gun, whatever. Like, I'm guessing New York is is like that, because New York's one of the worst. But New Hampshire's one of the freest places as far as gun sales is concerned. If you, correct me if I'm wrong on this, if you buy a gun from someone you know, there's no paperwork required. Correct, yeah. So therefore... The paper, the, the trail ends, is what I'm saying. In a lot of places, yep. these 900 billion or 900 million guns, we don't know what percentage yeah, of those are still in the hands yeah. of the original person who bought them. So mm-hmm. the database, it's bad, but it isn't the most useful of databases. It only gives them a starting point to say, "Hey, do you still have that gun that you bought ten years ago? Nope, lost, lost it in a boating accident. Tragic boating accident. Yep. Who did I sell that to? Ah, you know." I just don't remember that guy's name. I think I left that somewhere. Yeah. I don't <laughs> No. But uh yeah. Better so, to not talk to the cops, by the way. Just don't even answer just, their questions. Just just they're they're just dirtbags and shouldn't be associated with. Yeah. So you're saying though this is illegal, quote unquote, for the ATF to have this database? They're saying it's not a registry. We have records of all the guns mm-hmm. that we're not supposed to have records of and in a database. Swear, in a database, and it's searchable, <laughs> but it's not a registry. It's not a registry because we said so. Yeah, the ATF <laughs> wants to call it anything but a registry right. because it's illegal for them. So, uh, but it's I, not really. I mean, when you say it's illegal for them, it's not going to actually punish them, right? Like, no. If somebody in Congress says. Shame on you, ATF. How dare you make this registry? And they say, well, it's not a registry. And the congressman says, well, I think it's a registry and you have broken the law. Well, they're not going to get prosecuted for it. There's not going to be. Nobody's in trouble. The Justice Department isn't going to bring itself up on charges. Nobody's getting sued. Nobody has to send a check to anybody else. This is just uh, abrogation of rights, business as usual. There's two sets of rules here. There's the set of rules that you and I have to follow. And they'll put you in prison Absolutely. if you even come close to violating one of their rules, if their interpretation is that you violated their uh, their statutes. And they'll throw you in the, you know, they'll throw the book at you like they did with Ross Ulbricht, mm-hmm. putting him in prison for two life sentences plus 40 years for, for the crime of website. creating a website. And But if they break their own rules, well, then the worst case is somebody gets a stern talking to. And probably or, promoted. Or if not promoted... Every now and then there's, there's a big enough scandal or something. Some sort of scandal happens in D.C. with some agency or whatever, and then they make a big show about, well, I, the president, will be removing the head of the uh, FEMA mm-hmm. or you know the ATF in this yep. case. I'm going to punish you by removing the head from your agency and yep. leaving everything else completely in place. Yep. Every other bureaucrat is exactly where yep. they were before, but it's supposedly going to change everything yep. to put a whole new bureaucrat And the ones that the get top. fired just end up becoming consultants making three times as much sure. money. Yeah, in the private sector. In the private sector, yeah. serving only the government. Serving the government. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, the fix is in here. This is completely, the idea that there will be anyone who's held to account uh, in any meaningful sense for this is absolutely pure fantasy.
Uh, it is it. There is no better word to describe it than fantasy. Yeah, it's as it's as much of a fantasy as the political fantasy of oh they're going to put Biden in prison someday, or oh they're going to put Trump in prison yeah. someday, or so, whatever. I think wasn't your dad saying something like that on the yeah, phone the other day? Was on the phone with me the other day saying that hopefully Biden will go to prison for the way that they left seat right seated with the Taliban in Afghanistan, and I was just saying, why would he go to prison? The people who put people in prison are on his side, and he was just like, listen, somebody's got to go to prison for that. that <laughs> that's what he's telling me. When is the last time a president went to a prison? With the exception of touring one while they're being built. Right. The number here is 603-283-6160. Now, I will make exemption for the governors of Illinois. For some reason, they really love sending them to prison, but that's really the only place it happens. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Matt. So you can bring up anything that is the point here on Free Talk Live, but we always bring things to the table. Whether you want to comment on the ATF ridiculous, outrageous uh, violations of people's rights which have continued over many years, and there's just the latest versions we talked about tonight. Uh, you can talk about that. Uh, we also covered ISIS, or again, whatever's on your mind at 603-283-6160. But Bonnie, you had a story uh, that you've been meaning to share over the last few nights. We just haven't had a chance to get to it. And it's kind of going to sound a little similar to another story that we covered just a few weeks, like maybe even three weeks ago, if that about a, a German newspaper, if I recall correctly. Yes, Bild. The that was German, what the name of the paper was called? Yep. The German newspaper Bild came out with an apology to their readers, especially the children, for the their coverage of the last two years of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, what? They apologize. is the biggest newspaper in Germany, and they apologized, like the CEO made a video and it was translated in, in this article, and we read it three weeks ago, where they were apologizing specifically to the children for ruining their lives with the, um, spreading propaganda. Yeah, Really? Didn't they say something like, we basically thought the government was going to be more honest or something? Like they Yeah, were... we, we're sorry we blindly trusted the government, and yeah. we uh, are sorry about the way that we promoted fear. And we uh, helped people take away your childhood and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not quoting them. We're, yeah, we're just paraphrasing it. So, uh, and so basically, I presume that this is because thousands of people went into the streets and protested and the uh, newspaper realized that it's actually popular to, you know, take a different perspective on this COVID thing. And so they decided to make an announcement, which is pretty unheard of. How insulated would you have to be to not hear... The voices of people speaking in opposition to you if you're working for a newspaper. Hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. You have well, to be insulated bad. I mean, to their fate, to their credit, they spoke out and they made a correction, High which five. is more so than you can say yeah. for every other news yeah. agency. More, more power to well, them. Good for them. Until, until now. now, because this from Fee for, um, Foundation for Economic Education. We failed. Danish newspaper apologizes for its coverage of COVID nineteen. Extra. Bladet, one of Denmark's largest newspapers, 
gleaned one of the most important lessons in journalism during the pandemic. A Danish newspaper uh, has apologized to its reader for not questioning the government's data and narratives more throughout the first two years of the pandemic. That sounds bad that they called it the first two when we're still in the yeah, second. Yeah, but it ain't over. The Extra in its EKSTRA, Bloodette, founded in 1904, said it should have done more due diligence in examining the government's data and conclusions before reporting them. Quote, hmm. for almost two years, we, the press and the population, so they're sharing blame this time, have been almost hypnotically preoccupied with the authorities' daily coronatal. Do you know what that is, coronatal? Nope. Um, anyways, wrote Bladette journalist Brian Weikart. The constant mental alertness has worn out tremendously on all of us. That is why we, the press, must also take stock of our own eth- efforts, and we have failed. Wow. Wow, that's big. It went viral on Twitter earlier this month, and he suggested the newspaper should have asked more questions about how public health officials were tabulating data. Yes, that is what a journalist would do. <laughs> that uh, Welcome to 2022, oh, y'all. That is God. the definition of what your job is supposed to be, is to ask tough questions and publish the responses or lack thereof. I mean... I didn't even go to school for this, and I know what that, you know, (laughs) I know how you do this. So, is there more? Yeah, he goes on, we have not been vigilant enough at the Garden Gate when the authorities were required to answer what it actually meant, that people are hospitalized with corona and not because of corona, Mm, because it makes a difference, a big difference. Exactly. The official hospitalization numbers have been shown to be 27% higher than the actual figure for how many there are in the hospital simply Hmm. because they have corona. We only know that now. Hmm. Well, we were aware of this years, you know, two years ago. We were saying, hey, we're questioning these numbers. These numbers seem ridiculous. Um, They're counting people with gunshot wounds as having corona. Just throw the whole thing out. It's ridiculous. And so this guy's finally, you know, two years later, he's admitting, oh, yeah. They lied to us, or they misinformed, or purposely obscured, or whatever you want to call yep. it. He goes on, even children have been vaccinated on a huge scale, which has not been done in our neighboring countries. In other words, there is something here that does not ser- deserve the term super. Whether it's the vaccines, the hospitals, or a mixture of it all, it's every man's bid. But in any case, the authorities' communication to the population in no way deserves the term super. Yeah, I wonder what that means. Some sort of German. Yeah, I think that it's it, well Danish, but I think it's oh, a translation, Danish, yeah. so it's a little weird there. Yeah. Uh, interesting, Bonnie. Was there more that you thought was worth uh, worth sharing on that? Um, I'm glad to hear that these uh, ma- major media organizations at least have the integrity. To make a correction. It's a big deal. I can't believe they did it at all. Yeah. I think the rest of this article is just basically the people at Fee talking about don't just follow the experts and journalism needs to be actual journalism again. But I just wanted to cover that that was said by a huge uh, newspaper. Maybe they figured out that again the government isn't the one buying their papers and that it's actually individuals, mm-hmm. the people of uh 
the country. That yeah, in my opinion, it? people should be looking for other sources for news, regardless of whether or not they came clean, because it, yeah, it's, sure. it means one of two things. It means at one point they were complicit or they were stupid. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Either way, I don't want to be hearing my facts from the complicit or the stupid. I know. I've been considering maybe I need to just not go to the dentist again until this crap is over, because I've just been thinking about it. My dentist requires that I wear a mask. I had to go in there for cleaning the other day. Every time I go in there, he's supposed to be, you know, a some sort of medical, you know, knowledgeable but person. But how do you know Maybe it's he's required? not a hospital because there's signs on the doors. Well, we know that's not true. But if I'm not wearing a mask, then they say something. Did they? Yeah. Oh, so you actually went in there without a mask on and they told you you had to put a mask on and you told them I'm medically exempt and they still said you had to? I didn't tell them I'm medically exempt at the time. Well, then it's honestly, you're the one who's at fault there because they're just doing what they think they need to do to make their customers feel quote unquote safe. I I think you don't know these people because they are always like, they're always like, you can get a mask and then when you sit down, you can take it off because that's what they want. There are people that want to tell you what to do and you have to stand up for yourself. Well, I think that a hospital, I mean, not a hospital, a, a person who is supposedly supposed to be learned on medical things Mm -hmm. forcing me to wear a mask in order to use their services i just think that they they strongly encouraged you they didn't force you because you did it in order to use their services but you don't know what would have happened if you'd said you were medically exempt if you had said those are the magic words if you say those magic words 99 times out of 100 they will walk away and say okay in walmart not in a you don't know bonnie you didn't try it I walked into my dentist's office. They didn't say anything to me. It's a different dentist office. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Matt in the studio tonight. And I do want to make sure that you know about Intercoin. Intercoin has been helping businesses and organizations launch their own tokens so they can do things like fundraise and uh, get the the word out about what they're doing. And uh, they can raise money using that token. You can now get the Intercoin token, which is the investor token, over at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. If you're not familiar with the Intercoin vision, you can check their website out over at intercoin.org. And then if you're interested in uh, getting their investor token, you want to get ITR at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. So in other good news from that part of the world... Bonnie, you had a story that a Danish newspaper is finally coming out and recanting what they have been publishing for the last two years and saying, we're sorry, we should have actually questioned the government on their statistics. We should have questioned the uh, the government gang on their claims, and we didn't, and we're sorry about that. So we hope you'll keep buying our newspapers, is essentially what they said. And uh, no, nearby Sweden... The Associated Press is reporting that now Sweden has joined other European nations in saying they will be removing coronavirus restrictions. Prime Minister Magdalena Andersson announced, quote, it's time to open Sweden again, she said. Is this only second to England doing it? 
Uh, Or are there more? Apparently Denmark, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Among the measures and recommendations that will be lifted, Sweden will allow people to return to restaurants with no limitation on how many people will be there. On or how much space there should be for opening hours. So none of that 50%, 25%, 100% uh, open again. Requirements for vaccine certificates and wearing face masks on public transportation will be removed, as well as a recommendation to limit social contact. So they are literally getting rid of all, uh, it sounds like, of these restrictions starting on February 9th. So that's just under one week from today. On Tuesday, the uh, neighboring Denmark took the lead among European Union members by scrapping most of their restrictions. Hours later, Norway lifted its ban on serving alcohol after 11 p.m. and the cap on private gatherings of no more than 10 people. Whoa, I didn't know that they were that locked down still. Magdalena Andersson in Sweden said, quote, The pandemic is not over, but has entered a totally new phase. The phase in which you can completely eliminate all restrictions. I mean, I'm for it. I'm glad that they're doing it. And I wonder, does the trucker convoy have something to do with this? Hmm. Because if you've been paying somewhat of attention to this, you know there have been images and videos coming from all over the planet where truck drivers, it's not just Canada, there are professional drivers all over the world who have come together and are doing very similar things to the freedom convoy in canada now it's not getting near you know i don't know what i only just see things here and there on social media right like i'm not living in sweden i'm not living in norway i'm sure the people there are sharing those images more often and so that stuff is getting around but i have seen some things and i do know that they are happening in european countries yes i didn't know that yeah so I'm just curious, like, why is this happening now? You've got these newspapers uh, going back. You've got uh, the truckers are coming out. Is that is that why? Or is it because there's like a, a palpable sense among the people that they're not going to put up with this stuff anymore? It must be. Or it's right? planned and it's part of something. Mm. Who knows? I don't like to I don't like to give anybody too much credit anymore. Hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Social Affairs Minister told the same news conference that authorities will, quote, continue to be vigilant about how the pandemic will develop. So, of course, they could, you know, flip on the restrictions any old time. They know that people will do what they're told for the most part. Uh, the reason for the Swedish move is similar to that in Denmark. Although there is an increase in infection rates, it's not burdening hospitals. High vaccination rates, they claim, are making the situation more hopeful and all Swedes, or 80% of all Swedes over the age of 50, have now received three vaccine doses in Sweden. So they're opening back up, uh, while other places are still mandating things. Austria has still mandated everyone receive the vaccine under the penalty of going to prison. Uh, there's, of course, still restrictions that are in high you know, uh, availability in uh, Australia, where it's in the middle of summer and they're still locking people under crazy restrictions there so we're seeing a bit of a patchwork out there all around the planet of course if you want to weigh in on this you're welcome to join us our number 603-283-6160 i admit i have not checked in on the convoy today have either of you seen anything out of uh, canada today? no the only thing i saw this week the, the one thing i since you know i've been on the air in a week so one thing i want to bring up was uh you know it was kind of funny that uh, justin trudeau said that you know, he was COVID-19 positive, so he had to lay low for a couple of days. Oh, is that why he disappeared? Wow. I didn't yeah. see him say that. <laughs> but he posted that on February 2nd. Right. When it was still February 1st in Canada. 
Yeah, and that means, as you figured out, that means he lives somewhere where February 2nd comes before February 1st, which is basically Pacific Asia uh, region of the world. Australia, New Zealand, China somewhere must be, maybe Japan. You mean February 2nd comes before it does in Canada? You said becomes comes before February 1st. Well, I'm sorry, yeah. It comes sooner to a certain part of the world, I guess, is is what I meant. And... uh, yeah, yeah, so Twitter, he's hiding out. Twitter just registered it as a February 2nd post. He wasn't, you know, they didn't think about that when they posted it. <laughs> or should so, I say he's hiding out? I didn't, he's eating, hiding out. I didn't hear that he said that the reason he was hiding out was because he had COVID. <laughs> it's just, that's kind of crazy because that means he's traveling. Shouldn't he be at his house right, right, if right. he has COVID and he believes yeah, all he's the... He's globetrotting. Hmm. So uh, the Freedom Convoy, as of the most recent that I've seen, they're still they're still out there. They're still doing their thing. They're still parked. I'm still torn of- on the Freedom Convoy. Really? I, yeah. But now, what what aspect? The fact that they're blocking the roads? Yeah, they're not really gonna. I mean, if they can just choke off the Capitol and starve everybody in there, that's fine. You know, <laughs> um, I'm okay with that. It'd be great if they did it with washington dc but really what they're going to do is just destroy the the local economy you know they won't be able to get goods in and out the the highways are blocked you won't be able to get gas in and out you won't be able to get metal medical supplies in and out and then they become bad guys but should they be become slaves who have to get an injection I i don't think what they're doing is the answer i'm not sure okay so this is a question that I, I really hope that we get to hear from the organizers of this thing. Because right before, like the same day that the uh, GoFundMe got taken down, I had sent a message through to the organizers requesting that they do an interview. Because those are questions that are important to ask about, well, can, you know, if, if there's a restaurant that's open in the area where this protest is going on, can a truck with the food for the restaurant actually get in and make a delivery? Mm-hmm. Uh, can the ambulance, the old claim is, oh, they're going to block the ambulances. Can the ambulance actually go through these roads? <laughs> and when you watch the footage of the roads out in front of Parliament Hill or whatever the hell they call it there with a the big building, mm-hmm. there's an open lane. Is there? Yes. The far right lane. So when you're looking at the road that's in front of Parliament, there's like three lanes that are completely full of trucks. And the far right lane is open. Huh. So I don't buy the claim that an emergency vehicle cannot get through this uh, this area because that's the, one of the main critiques that you heard early on. I've not seen a full on blocked. Okay, uh, street. so they're not blocking economics from being Mm-mm. economics. I don't right think now. so. And also, all the intersections are not blocked, and any street that is parallel to the building, whatever the big mm-hmm. building is, um, has trucks in it. But the ones like perpendicular don't oh, have really? trucks, so you can t- you can tell that. People can move one way at least. Oh, that's really interesting. So if that's true, then if the perpendicular streets are completely unblocked and there's one lane on the parallel streets that's open, it almost people seems can move around. Strange, like if this just you know spontaneously happened, why did they just agree to park? They, they're communicating. It's it's spontaneous in that it happened. But are they the driving police? around in circles? Because no, how they're these, sitting. How are they running their trucks? They got to stay warm. The trucks will keep them warm. They got to have diesel in the trucks to run. Yeah, we talked about this. Tanks, we, man, we don't or know I don't exactly know. if they're refueling or what. They have to be refueling. There's, wow. there's, uh, that's a good question. Well, if there's one lane open, then maybe they're jockeying in and maybe, out somehow. Uh, there's more coming up here if you want to weigh in. 603-283-6160. Number 
603-283-6160. Moments remain, maybe enough time for you if you join us right now. 603-283-6160. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Matt. Coming up, the giant gold cube. I don't want to forget to talk about this, so we have to talk about it. I gotta look it up. It's kind of bizarre and uh, unusual. But first, we're going to go to uh, your calls and thoughts. Oh, and a quick little clip here from the premiere, the premiere, Scott Moe of Saskatchewan in Canada, one of the provinces, the uh, the southern Canadian provinces that has had the uh, convoy travel through it on the way to Ottawa. Here's what he has to Hi, say. Everyone. There's been a lot of discussion lately about whether it's time for us in Saskatchewan to look at ending all of the remaining COVID measures and restrictions that we have in place. Oh. I think it is time. That's what I am hearing. And that's what our MLAs are hearing from most of their constituents. Now, that's not because COVID has ended. Uh, and he goes and blathers on for another uh, two minutes there. But, oh, interesting. How, how convenient. Why that- do you- uh, sorry, politicians think that they need to tell people if COVID has ended. Won't people just decide that for them? I mean, like, won't people see that for themselves if there's a really a pandemic going on? Well, you would think the whole time people would see it for themselves, but that yeah. hasn't stopped them from acting like scared little, uh, you know, cowards running around masking up, double, triple masking, but washing their hands and, you know, putting the whatever the hell that stuff is. It's just interesting to me that every time one of the politicians have come out and said that, you know, this is actually uh, two years into this. I actually think that we should stop doing these stupid measures. But, but COVID is not over. Yeah. They keep saying that. Sure. Uh, but I think it's interesting that this just happens to coincide with essentially one, almost one week of the convoy, the Freedom Convoy there in Canada. There's mm. you thousands. think one has to do with the other? I mean, it's awfully coincidental that this guy's coming out and saying, "Okay, no, we're gonna, we're hearing from our constituents that <laughs> uh, we ought to get rid of these things," and good for them. You know, I, I I think it was the truckers that pushed this thing over the finish line. I hope so. And now it's not done yet. He's just saying that they're going to, right? So they're moving in that direction. And these drivers, they're planning on staying. Uh, as of yesterday when we, you know, there's been interviews done on these these guys and these ladies. They are going to stay. Some of them say they're willing to stay for weeks or longer if necessary until these restrictions are lifted. And so that's what, you know, it's an incredible level of dedication that these guys, uh, you know, are, are giving to this. And it's protest. not just them either. There's a whole support network surrounding there's sure. people bringing in, you know, religious organizations bringing in food supplies and setting yeah. up tents and first aid and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. We're going to keep our eyes on this again tomorrow and Saturday. Basically, it's going to be a week uh, starting tomorrow and Saturday that they've been out there. And, and of course, a new weekend means that there's people that are off from work. They're going to come down there, mm-hmm. just like when Occupy happened right. uh, a decade ago. There were the people that have to work during the week. They just really weren't there. But then when they were off work, it's like, all right, we're coming down to where the party is. You know, We're going to come down and back up these people that have been there all week long and tell them thanks and you know, go hang out. And they, I think they played a hockey game yesterday. They cleared one of the streets out. Oh, that's awesome. And <laughs> got out and played hockey with each other. Yeah, and the crowds you see on, on the news, like the, the videos, that you, not on the news, I don't show anything on the news, but no. on, you know, in the alternative media, when they show the crowds of Canadians and singing "Oh Canada" and stuff, 
They are giant crowds. Yeah. Giant crowds. And they've got supporters all across the the country as well. So let's go to David. He's in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, a couple observations supporting your allegations there. Uh, One, and we don't need to talk about it very long because you don't support the U.S. government declaration, constitution stuff, but the declaration does give us, we the people, permission to with a simple declaration to dissolve our entire government and tell them debate is over, goodbye, clear your office, get the hell out of here and and make something that is more suitable. And uh, two, on the the, uh, truckers there, I heard uh, somebody reporting that, and we'll assume they're they're accurate, that the Trudeau party, whatever that party is called, the left, is uh, received in the last quarter $3 million, I don't know if that's U.S. or Canadian dollars, but $3 million dollars, in donations and the right the opposing party received approximately the same however the truckers received 10 million dollars <laughs> in like so a truck- week by the way it didn't take long to raise 10 million like maybe 10 days right so uh, obviously those people are donating in order to keep fueling those trucks so that they can idle there and uh, yeah. know, to keep them uh, warm and a place to sleep and, and food to eat, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's and, amazing. And uh, thirdly, the my personal observation, I went to town yesterday to get supplies, and uh, the governor here, the little chupacabra, uh, Michelle Lujan Gruesome, uh, she has. Uh, she's one of the few states that still has an indoor mask mandate. And outside of yeah, outside of the store that I went into, they actually have a little sandwich board, uh, formal, commercially made sign that says uh, masks required by whatever law. And I walk in without my mask, and nice. and nobody says a word Good. or gives me a, a a look at all Good. about. Uh, unfortunately, about half the, the population that comes in there is still wearing a mask so when they sad. go in. But but nobody to, nobody says a word to people not wearing a mask. And here's another piece of evidence in that the they they were having an inventory reduction sale, and one of the major components of their inventory reduction sale, seventy five percent off. They were clearing out every bottle of hand sanitizer of every mm. different size. Because nobody's buying them anymore. Oh, thank goodness. Good call tonight, David. Thanks for sharing that with us. Really appreciate it. Unscreen caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, who is this? Hey, my name's Kenny. Kenny, you're on the air. Go ahead. I'm a truck driver down here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Nice. Thanks for your service. Well, um, y'all welcome. Y'all welcome. Got to make a living, right? Well, we appreciate what you do. Um, what were you calling about? Go ahead. I just wanted, I was listening to y'all talking about all these uh, newspapers uh, apologizing and all this other stuff yeah. uh, about the mask and about the mandates and everything. Um, I heard something, I think it was last night or not before, on uh, from from uh, somebody else. They were talking about the John Hopkins report that came out talking about the the, the mandates. And, and all the other stuff that they had uh, they had done a, a research from all these different European countries and all these other um, things and whatever, and they found out that uh, the, the the lockdowns and the mandates and everything, as far as the COVID deaths are concerned, it didn't do like a zero point two percent of actually helping 
anything. So basically the mandates and the lockdowns didn't do almost anything any good whatsoever other than the economy going to crap. Yeah. And Oh yeah, don't forget the suicides. Else. Don't forget the suicides oh, and the drug absolutely. abuse and the uh, yeah. you know the uh, the people that can't live with each other, beating each other. I mean, all kinds of all, uh, stuff. All of our all of our kids being a year or two years behind in school. Yeah, well, I mean, if you really care about your kids, get them out of the government schools. But yeah. yes, uh, oh, absolutely. absolutely, it's been a nightmare. I yeah, mean, just the, think about the million puppies that were just bought, and now everybody's going back to work, and they can't they can't take care of them. Hey, Kenny, thanks for the call. Before you go, is there a plan? I've heard a rumor. I saw one guy on the internet talking about it, but I haven't heard since much since then. Are American truckers planning a coast-to-coast California to D.C. convoy soon? I have not heard anything about that. I don't, I I don't know. All right. Well, hey, if you do hear anything about it, will you do us a favor and give us a call? Yeah, I will. If I hear anything about it, I'm a, I work for a company. I'm not a... I'm not an owner-operator. I'm yep. sure a lot of these guys that are up there doing what they're doing to protest are probably owner-operators. They've got to be. They've mm-hmm. got to be. But there, there's a large portion of the trucking industry that is owner-operator. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of lot of owner-operators out here. Do you know offhand what the percentage is of trucks that are? Uh, honestly, I, could, I couldn't tell you. There I really is a don't lot. Know. I, know, I do know they're talking about us being like a million truck drivers short of what we actually need. <laughs> I'll be honest with wow. you. There's a lot of freaking trucks on the road. I see it every freaking day. Yeah, and it's still not enough. Hey, thank no. you, Kenny. I do appreciate hearing from you. Enjoy the ride out there, and uh, we we'll hope to hear from you again soon. Definitely All appreciate right. the, the call tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, those guys are they, they're doing amazing work. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. They're, hero. they're, our, they're heroes of the marketplace, man. I imagine a trucker was required to haul this $17.7 million gold cube that is like 400-something pounds. I was, just, I was wondering how big. I mean, I know what a block of gold weighs. I've held on to a block of gold before, and this thing is. There's an image of people standing next to it. It basically goes up to just under knee height. Weird. I didn't find one with people standing up next to it, but it looked bigger than knee height to me just from a picture of it by itself. Yeah, this is like two feet by two feet by two feet. Yeah. It's a huge cube. It's a big block of gold. I did the calculations. You could you could print like six million, six and a half million gold backs from from this block. Uh, and they should. I want to talk about it tomorrow though because it's really it's kind of a weird story and it de- deserves more than twenty seconds. So we'll see you then. FreeTalkLive.com.